Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Jess is here, just his camera's not on yet. Yeah. Uh, Jess, I just think this is going to be a great show. I'll tell you why I think it's going to be a great show, because we're going to expose some things that most people aren't aware of. Like, for example, uh, we're going to be talking about Barack Obama, how he putting jaws on the ground with what he said about Hamas. I mean, are you kidding me? That's amazing. Also, we're going to have a little clip later in the show on a, on the Crusades. People are really shocked when they really hear about the defensive use of the Crusades defending Christianity. And so that's going to be very, very good. We got Mark Huck. He's suing the government. This is the man we know personally who where the FBI raided his home. Everybody knows about that. Well, now I hope and pray that he's successful in paying, making the government pay for the, well, I say all the, the tragedy that he had put on, the government had put on his kids and his wife by throwing, you know, shooting or pointing guns at the kids. It's just an amazing story. Also, I've got the second segment. I've got my secretary who's doing the spiritual warfare auction uh, that we're doing right now. People can go to vmpr.org and get involved in the auction. Some people are, are really uh, wanting to have dinner with Father Chad Ripperger, and it's a big w- a war going on, a sense of bidding war. And again, it, the money goes to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. And just... I started doing this for Tan Books. You can let them know because Jesse and I work with Tan. I'm going to put the first segment of every radio show encouraging it's sponsored by Tan Books. If people go to vmpr.org to buy any of the Tan Books, Tan Books gives us a, a little commission back to supporting the Virgin Most Powerful Radio. So this segment is uh, sponsored by Tan Books. You can trust Tan. They've got great lists of books. And like I say, if you go to vmpr.org, and then click on the TAN link. If you buy something, it'll support us here. Jesse, um, you know, the good news, I should say, this is pretty good news that I just had when we talk about the need-to-know file. The New York nuns, they're called the uh, Sisters of Life, and some of them actually worked here at at our uh, St. Joseph Communications in the 90s. Well, they filed a lawsuit in response to the legislation in New York targeting the crisis pregnancy centers that they work with. Because they would not refer people for abortions. They said, no, we're pro-life. We're not going to do that. And the government said, okay, we're going to sue you. And guess what? The nuns won. I think the power of prayer is there, Jess. Next, Absolutely. Next amazing story, Jesse. A Uganda Muslim man flees the country. Why? Because he set his wife on fire. Why? Mm-hmm. Because the wife was accepting Jesus Christ and Christianity. He said, uh, I got scared upon seeing him because I had the gospel tracts and the small New Testament Bible I could not hide. She's in the hospital recovering from the burns. Uh, religion of peace? I don't think so. How about you, Jess? <laughs> By the way, on the third segment, Terry, we're going to put a small clip on the religion of peace. Yeah. It's, uh, it's by Dr. Bill Warner. Yeah, he's-, he's for the Center of Political Islam. It's a five-minute animated video showing you the difference between the defensive Catholic Crusades oh, yeah. versus the offensive jihad over hundreds of years. Good point. And so, yeah, Dr. Bill Warner, he puts a lot of these videos ex- exposing the reality of Islam. So we're going to put one on Good. the third segment. Today's the feast day of Pope St. Leo the Great. What a guy. He was a doctor of the church, I might add. Having a pope as a doctor of the church is pretty good, Yes, That's right. He was ordained a deacon in Rome. <laughs> I said it. about about 430 A.D. He was then elected to the papacy and he served faithfully for over two decades. Yep. 
uh, making the unity of the church his priority. He was confronted also with the heresies of Pelagianism and Manichaeanism, and he clarified the church's teachings on Christology. And it needed to be done. Yeah, he was also the one that's uh, the brought in the Latin Mass, uh, which basically started around his pontificate. Mm-hmm. He died in 461 A.D. He was proclaimed a doctor of the church in 1754 A.D. Wow. And all I can say is uh, Pope <laughs> Leo the Great, pray. pray for us. Especially now. Holy Father. Go ahead, Jess. Yeah. Uh, I want to give you some soul food hey, here. That's it. Some soul food. Luke chapter 16, verses 1 to 8, today's holy gospel. Mm -hmm. Jesus said to his disciples, a rich man had a steward who was reported to him for squandering his property. He summoned him and said, what is this one? What is this I hear about you? Prepare a full account of your stewardship because you can no longer be my steward. The steward said to himself, what shall I do? Now that my master is taking the position of steward away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig and I'm too ashamed to beg. I know what I shall do. I know what I shall do so that when I am removed from the stewardship, they may welcome me into their homes. He called in his master's debtors one by one. To the first, he said, how much do you owe my master? He replied, 100 measures of olive oil. He said to him, here is your promissory note. Sit down and, and quickly write one for 50. Then to the to another he said and how and you how much do you owe he replied 100 measures of wheat he said to him here's your promissory note write one for 80 and the master commanded that dishonest steward for acting prudently for the children of this world are more prudent in dealing with their own generation than the children of light the gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ all of us are called by the Lord to be stewards of what he's given us. What is he, what's the, the pearl of great price that he's given us? It's called the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every single one of us is going to be judged on our stewardship. So this parable today of the unrighteous steward, it's about urgency and preparedness. Terry and me, if you notice, we, you, and you can hear in our voices, we have a sense of urgency oh, when yeah. we speak about, about the times that we live in and the, the Catholic faith. And we also... You could also notice that we're always talking about preparedness. What, what are we always saying over and over? Live in a state of sanctifying grace. So this uh, unrighteous steward is about to lose his position. And the steward makes use of a pressing situation to find favor with his master's debtors and to prepare for his future. Well, we as Catholic Christians should take even greater care to prepare for life, for, for our life in this life for the next life, for the world to come. Are you preparing? I hope you are. Are you praying? Are you doing penance? Are you praying your rosary? Are you living in a state of grace? Uh, a mystical way of, of, of looking at this gospel today by St. Gaudentius. Uh, he says, The unrighteous steward signifies the devil whose dominion over this world is nearing its end. Having wasted the Lord's goods by stripping us of divine grace and friendship, he now works anxiously to make friends by deception and empty promises of forgiveness, while his order and foresight are worthy of imitation. His wicked and dishonest tactics are not. Remember, everything that you do will be judged in the light of God's tribunal. So you get away with nothing. Don't think, hey, nobody knows that I'm stealing on this. I'm, I'm, I'm shaving, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, 
play and laundering money over here. God sees everything, right. and if, and if you're an unrighteous steward, you will pay for it. Well said. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Dealing with politics, Jesse, he says, never before in the history has the spiritual been so unprotected against the political. Mm. Mm, so true. Never before has the political so usurped the spiritual. It is not religion that is meddling in politics. It's politics that is meddling in religion. Jesse, why don't you, you you've been very active. Uh, you know, you wrote a book uh, on politics and how we, how Catholics should vote. It seems like Bishop Sheen's putting his hand right on the problem that the political, uh, the political aspects of life are jumping into the Catholic Church and saying, you can't say this, you can't do that. Um, yeah, Terry, that's called, in America, we call that the heresy of Americanism. And a lot of Catholics are involved in that heresy, like, like the president, for example, and Pelosi, yeah. and AOC. Yeah. What is the heresy of Americanism? where you put your party politics before your Catholic yep. faith. Yep. Remember, your party politics, my party politics, will end at the grave. <laughs> when you drop dead, uh, St. Peter's not going to ask you at the purdy gates, by the way, what political party were you from? Oh, bravo, bravo. That doesn't mean a, a hill of beans. Nope. What, what you're, what's going to get you into that door is your Catholic faith. Did you live and die in a state of sanctifying grace? Yeah. And so... As Catholics, we have to remember that the Catholic Church and the Catholic Gospel is a supernatural entity. It's a supernatural organism. It's a su it's a divine revelation, and the and the supernatural, the Catholic Church, the pillar and foundation of truth, is supposed to inform and form the moral conscience of the natural, which is government and society and the secular temporal order. But that's not happening in many places, Terry, because a lot of our teachers and leaders yep. are capitulating to the heresy of Americanism. Wow, well said. When we come back, I'm going to have Trish Jensen. She's our secretary here at Virgin Most Powerful. She spent a lot of time putting together this auction dealing with spiritual warfare. And tonight, we're going to be showing a film uh, on the spiritual warfare documentary that everybody uh, should want to watch. And we're going to bring her in because the auction's going on right now. You can go to vmpr.org and start bidding because all the funds are going to go to Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Now, we don't have to raise $3 million like some stations. We really don't. <laughs> uh, we're, we're low budget here. So this is a big once-a-year Fundraiser. Low budget, but not low info. No, not low, and also not not low energy for the faith. I don't know if anybody that's got the energy on the air than Jess and Terry. That's just what people tell me. So stay with us, family. We appreciate all you do for us. That's why Jess and I, we do say it all the time. We're too blessed to be stressed, man. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd be both billionaires because our hope is right here. You see this crucifix? Jesus Christ is our hope. No other. Stay with us, family. We'll be back in a moment to inspire you to fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Trish is my secretary for many, many years. She's on the air with us to share a little bit of information about the auction that's going on right now. Trish, what can you tell us about the auction? Well, um, it's 
off to a roaring start. I'm okay. really excited. Yeah. Um, we went live at 9 a.m. this morning. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much, Jesse and Anita, for plugging it so <laughs> adamantly. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I'm showing off some of the things that we are auctioning, um, starting off with this beautiful beautiful blanket it's our lady of guadalupe mm -hmm. and if i stand up beautiful it's gonna show up sure big, oh. big 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 sure nice sized throw mm -hmm. uh, i'm only five feet tall five feet two so this is about almost five feet mm -hmm. in length um we are auctioning off that beautiful blanket with this Oh, that beautiful image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Right. Good-sized image. This is a um, professionally framed and matted, mm -hmm. ready for hanging on your, your prayer corner. Yes. And um, it is a certified copy of the original um, from Mexico. Yeah, so, Mexico City. Yeah. yeah, it's really beautiful. Very nice sized. Sure. So um, that is one of the many items up for auction. Um, as Terry, I'm sure, mentioned, we are raising funds yes. for this uh, spiritual warfare project that Jesse Romero, um, Kyle Clement, and Dr. Dan Schneider filmed over the summer. Yes. So um, it's going to be a 15-part series, and um, we're launching it tonight at 6.30. Um, we're the rosary. Having, yeah, we're going to start with a rosary first, and then we'll have the, the sure. viewing. Um, and then the auction for all of these wonderful, wonderful items um, is going to be closing at 8.30 Pacific time tonight. Got so it. you've got all day to look at them, but some of them have a buy it now, um, which I'm kind of regretting because <laughs> Mary Lou and I were going to have a bidding war on this beautiful um, nativity set. Right. It's... Um, and it's gone. She got it. <laughs> it <laughs> so nothing I can mm. do about that. But yeah, um, dinner with the A-team. So exciting. Yeah, tell us about that because I'm blown away. People are bidding on that. Tell us about that. Okay. Well, after the Spiritual Warfare Conference in March right. 2024 concludes, mm -hmm. it'll be a Saturday evening. Um, all of the speakers are going to be in town until Sunday. That's when they're leaving. And yes. I said, well... Why don't we have a dinner sure. <laughs> for everybody afterwards? We're all going to need to eat. We're all going to be hungry. Yep. And um, so the crazy person I am, I suggested, well, let's auction this off. <laughs> and so far, the bids are up to $1,500. And who are the people? Like Father Chad Ripperker, right? Father Chad. Um, Kyle Clement. Kyle Clement. The whole. The whole Dan Schneider and Jess yes. Romero. And I'll be there. It's going to be a and lot of fun, folks. Bishop Strickland. Bishop Strickland will wow. be there. Wow. I mean, can you imagine? Even I want to be there. <laughs> well, thank goodness. Anita wants to be there. She'll be there. <laughs> so um, we're auctioning off uh, two pairs of tickets for that. Good. So, um, yeah, get your bids and, in. And, and also, there's so many other items. If people just go to vmpr.org mm -hmm. and you click where the auction is, they can see lots of other items. I think Jesse... Just he donated a bunch of his books. I've got some of my books in there. Yeah. What else do we have, Trish? We got so, a couple minutes. Yeah. In the in the collection of spiritual warfare books, yeah. we have a copy signed Snyder, copies yeah. of yes, Jesse Romero's uh, "Devil in the City of Angels." Good. Signed copy of uh, Father Ripperger's "Dominion." Well, awesome. And signed copies of uh, Dr. Schneider's yeah. 
book, um, the Libra Cristo yep. uh, method. We also have, because we only got three copies of um, Father Ripperger's Dominion, mm-hmm. um, to make up for the missing two copies, um, we have copies of the um, prayers for the laity, the Liber Crystal prayers for the laity. And don't we also have Bishop Athanasius Schneider's books on the Mass? And Yes. Oh, yeah. So, Some um, great have, books. Yeah. Oh, so we, wonderful books. Terry Barber's. Yeah, right. You got my How to Share Your Faith with Anyone. And, <laughs> and I'll and, sign it. Anybody, you don't even have to make a donate. No, I'm I'm happy to do it. <laughs> um, something else that we're donating, oh, yeah. um, liturgy yeah. with those books, the liturgy of the hours, yes. complete, complete set, Good. beautiful, pristine condition. And Good. with it, I have this amazing vintage 1990s uh, rosary with St. Pope John Paul. That's right. This is the Pope's rosary. Yeah. And it still smells fresh. Yes. Mm. It's infused with um, the rose essence yes. that they do with the, the rosaries from the Vatican. Sure. And its original pouch with its original paperwork. Wow. <laughs> so um, imagine, you know, praying and meditating on the liturgy of the hours while holding this rosary. You're praying Incredible. with the Pope. Incredible. You're with a saint. So we have wonderful, wonderful things. I wanted to spotlight one more of sure. our items. That's right. Um, because it was added to the um, the list yesterday, mm-hmm. one of our monthly donors and the daughter of Mary Lou Ortiz. Yes, <laughs> her daughter makes these exquisite oh, quilts. Amazing! This is all done with vintage um, nativity scene mm-hmm. material. Yes, uh, cotton. Done in the Amish style, uh-huh. two-sided. So on this nubbly side, it's all plush and very soft and yeah. cozy and beautiful trim. It's mm-hmm. um, I still have my baby blanket with the, the satin <laughs> trim on it. Good. And then with it, we are offering these beautiful Mommy and Me rosaries. And this is by, um, a, a, I'm going to mispronounce this, Adeste mm-hmm. Badalis. Yep. And... Um, their website is on our our um, auction site, so you can get more information about Adesta Fidelis. Good. Um, but she makes these exquisite Austrian crystal rosaries. This wow. is the baby rosary. Mm-hmm. And um, the trims and the crucifix are antique bronze, um, handmade. These are really sturdy rosaries. They're not um, strung together on a string or a monofilament. They right. are They're hooked together. Yes, they are hooked together. I, I wish you could see this. No, I, I, I get it. They're but, very strong. Um, yeah. And then a mommy's wrist rosary because we don't want to wear necklaces. The babies pull on. This one is Czech glass. Right. The Slovakian glass. Wow. So um, really exquisite. And this has um, the Blessed Mother medallion and, of course, the crucifix. Mm-hmm. Um, the medallion on the baby's rosary has the um, Madonna and child on one side and the, um, 
Jesus, Sacred Heart of Jesus on the other side. So it's wow. beautiful, beautiful set. And, and Trish, all of these are on the website. So if people go to vmpr.org, you can just click on the auction and you're open until, I think it's 8.30 tonight, 8:30 Pacific tonight Coast tonight time? is okay. when the bids close. Okay. So um, don't miss out with Christmas coming. These are perfect. I mean, you can break these up. You don't have to keep them oh, together. I was just getting a text from my friend, Anthony, who works here. Everyone who bids gets a sneak preview um, of the uh, spiritual warfare uh, documentary. Documentary. Mm -hmm. documentary. So that's another point to make. And Trish has been working very, very hard on this, so I want to thank her publicly and also encourage all of our listeners to tell their friends about the auction. You, can, you don't have to be a listener to bid on these auctions. Final thought, Trish? Yeah, yeah. This is one more thing that um, I put in there. It's the guardian angel. Oh, yeah. It's a crib ornament. Oh, so perfect time. To, to protect um, yeah. your little one, your new little one. Sure. It's the guardian angel prayer. Good. Um, I will have, for the winning bidder, a choice of either um, one for a little girl or one for a little boy. Oh, you can't miss it. You yes. can't go wrong. So. Well, Trish, thanks again. And again, I want to remind people to go to vmpr.org, click on the auction, and I want to thank everyone who's participating ahead of time. Thanks for supporting us here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thanks, Trish. Thank, thank you, you, Trish. God bless you Good all. job. Good yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jess, we got a couple minutes before the, the next segment, but uh, do you want to start our, uh, your, your uh, Mr. O Barack Obama? He's putting jaws on the ground with what he just said about Hamas. We'll see. Hey, the only thing I want to mention, but you know, I don't even really, I don't even want to give this guy much airtime, Terry. Yeah, I, I know. I either. just want, yeah, I just want to say we got about two minutes left. Yeah, uh, he's admitted. Yeah, that he's had something to do well, with the whole Hamas terrorism. This article basically reveals. Yeah, he's admitting that. Well, you know what? I, you know, I had something to do with it too. You know, I've had, here it says, uh, Iran funds terrorism in the Middle East. And no one did more than Barack Obama and Joe That's Biden right. to make sure Iran's coffers were flush with cash yep. to provide the financial backing for terrorist attacks on our allies and military. So for those of you that are complaining about, and, and I'm complaining about what's happening in the Middle East, yeah, we hey, look to Barack Obama and Joe Biden. Yeah, when, hey? you, when you look at the, the billions of dollars that they that they put into the coffers of these people, it's... Yeah, let me just read it here. It says, when Obama entered into the nuclear deal with Iran, Obama paid the government in Tehran $1.7 billion, including, <laughs> including fly, flying pellets of $400 million in cash to Iran. Joe Biden unfroze $6 billion as part of a ransom agreement to free prisoners. Iran uses this money to make sure terrorists in the region have all the resources necessary to attack Israel. So yeah. there you go, Terry. Yeah. Follow the, the money. Two, the two main leaders yeah. of the party of death, of the party that uh, uh, the party of homosexual marriage, abortion, yeah. uh, euthanasia, uh, raise taxes, uh, defund the police. This party, Terry, has everything to do with why we're at war right now. And if I can just make one other political comment. Four years of President Trump, like him or not, were the most stable years in the Middle East. The Abraham Accords were there. He had There was more peace in those four years. And let's just be honest, this is just another crisis on President Biden's watch. And it's so sad because we put it on ourselves by giving the money to the bad guys to buy the, uh, the arms and to do their dastardly deeds. So we have no one else to uh, complain about 
uh, other than our high officials in the government of America. And that's it's really hard for me to have to say that. But the facts are the facts, Jesse, uh, that follow the money. It, it, it doesn't lie. Yeah. The article is called uh, Barack Obama put jaws on the ground yep. with what he just said about Hamas. You can get the article from uh, VMPR.org, VMPR.org, or my website, jesseromero.com. And again, Barack Obama is admitting, uh, you know, it's kind of a half-hearted admission that as a result of him and Joe Biden, some of the things that they've done, they've they've been uh, complicit in why there's a war in Israel, because Hamas is being funded by Iran and Iran was funded by Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Surprise, surprise. All I can say is follow the money. Jesse, when we come back, we got a little video about the Crusades and the defense of Christians against the attacks of the Muslims. It's a simple equation. Good time to talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin, most powerful radio. We'll be back after a short break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Just got, got a video on the Crusades and how the Crusades actually were very defensive compared to what Islam did. And I think it's a, a very informative video. So I'd like to, unless Jesse want to introduce the no, video. No, no, go more. ahead. Let's yeah, go. And he's not even Catholic. By no, the way, I know so he's not. Yeah. It's not like he's trying to defend the Catholic No, faith. no, it's yeah. just the facts. He's, he really is just a fact finder. Let's yeah. put that video on, Mr. Engineer. Dr. Bill Warner. Whenever you're dealing with an apologist for Islam, or even a Muslim, and you bring up jihad, almost immediately they kick back to you, well, what about those terrible crusades? Why, they're the moral justification for jihad. I mean, we're just as bad as they are, so let's not talk about jihad, okay? Let's talk about the crusades. Well, what we'd like to talk about here are facts. And it turns out I sat down and put together some work, and I created a database of some 548 battles that Islam fought jihad battles against classical civilization. And this aren't even all the battles. It really doesn't say much about Africa and India, Afghanistan and all that. It's primarily the battles against the classical civilization of Rome and Greece. So, 548 battles is a lot and it's too much to even comprehend. So I created something which I call a dynamic battle map in which you have a display of the Mediterranean And a white dot means that this 20-year period, that's a new battle. So every time the screen changes, it's 20-year period. They then, colors white turn to red, so you can see a history. This may seem a little confusing, but I think when you see it, you'll know exactly what I mean. And here it starts. Islam bursts out of the Arabian Peninsula and immediately starts attacking the Middle East. And notice that it doesn't take long until they're crossing the Mediterranean and attacking southern France and Spain. Notice something here. Most people think of Islam, they think of Arabs, they think of Arabs, they think of desert, and yet here we see that Islam is projecting power throughout the Mediterranean. Notice how the little islands of the Mediterranean are getting hammered. The navy of Islam would attack coastal towns, kill, rob, rape, and then take slaves. So this whole battle map as it unfolds, you're seeing slaves being taken. Over a million slaves were taken out of Europe into the 
Islamic world. That's something you don't think about much, but it's absolutely true. There were over 200 battles fought in Spain alone. And we also see, however, on the east coast in Turkey that Islam is trying to break into Europe. Now what's going to happen is in Spain this ongoing fight that lasted for 400 years is the Christians are going to push back the Muslims. But now then what has happened over in the east is that Constantinople has fallen and now then Eastern Europe is getting hammered. The Jihad now comes to Eastern Europe. It's pushed out now of Spain, Northern Africa is now completely Islamic, the Middle East is completely Islamic. This is all jihad, relentless jihad. And why is it so relentless? Well, Muhammad was relentless in his jihad. And these people are good students of Islam, and so it's against the Kafir on and on. It was traditional that when the Sultan came to power, the brand new Sultan, he would immediately try to launch new wars because he was going to be noted in his Islamic history as to how well he fought against the Kafir. Well, so there that's you go. what the jihad looked like over that time period, 548 battles. But remember, when you bring up jihad, people want to bring up the Crusades. Right. So I also prepared a dynamic battle map of all the offensive raids of the Crusaders. Let's watch it and make a comparison. And so it begins. The Crusades enter into Turkey and the Middle East. Battles go on, but aren't there far fewer than you thought there might be? And here we go. The last battles are fought, and that is the end of the Crusades. So now then we can talk about some facts. Yes, there were Crusades, but notice they ended centuries ago, and Jihad is being practiced today. Jihad has been with us for 1,400 years. There is no comparison between Jihad and the Crusades, certainly not a moral comparison. And when you're looking at the Crusades, remember, in one sense, all of the Crusades were defensive wars. Why? Well, as we saw in the first Jihad map, it was Islam that came out of Arabia and conquered the Middle East, a Christian Middle East. And so the Crusaders were trying to free their Christian brothers and sisters from Jihad. So there's no moral comparison at all. The motivation of the Crusaders was to free Christians. The purpose of Jihad is to enslave the Kafir. So the next time you hear somebody talk about all oh, those dreadful Crusades, you've seen some facts about the matter. Why don't you pipe up and tell them you know you don't really know the matter? Hmm. I like his style. <laughs> matter of fact, you know. So he's got, he's got some great points, Jesse. And, and I think that it's important that we have the information in front of us because so many people are ignorant about the Crusades. Yeah, Terry, what, what he's saying is Dr. Bill Werner, Werner's, who's not Catholic, oh. he's, he's saying that, that the Muslims, the Jihad, and he named how many wars they've been involved in under, with Muhammad, they're to advance, they're to conquer lands and people by force for Islam. They so you know they have a universal mandate. The jihadists, the Muslims, to take over the whole world through jihad, holy yes. war. Now, the difference between the jihad, holy war, and the Catholic Crusades is that the Crusades were self-defense wars, like like Bill Warner, Doctor Bill Warner just said. Mm -hmm. We were simply Depending the sole aim of the Crusades was primarily 
to reconquer Christian lands that were stolen. That's right. By, they were stolen by Muslim invaders. Yep. So it was Muslim aggression known as jihad, which precipitated a, a response from the Catholic Church because Catholics, we believe in conquering the world through evangelism, Amen. preaching, praying, not war. Not by force. But Islam, their goal is to subjugate the world, not by preaching, not by argumentation and rational thought and reason. No, they plan on con conquering the world through Sharia law, through jihad, which means holy war. In fact, fundamentalist Muslims, they have a six pillar to Islam. You got the five pillars of Islam that they all agree on, both the Sunnis and the Shiites. But the more radical Muslims, they believe in a six pillar of Islam, which is a duty for Muslims to fight against unbelievers. Like Dr. Bill Warner says, kafar, the kafar, that's you, unbelievers, the Islam. They have a duty to fight against unbelievers or infidels in holy war. And so, uh, you know, Terry, Muhammad, mm -hmm. this guy was not a man of peace. This guy was a notorious warlord and a womanizer. And yeah. this guy, this guy killed thousands of people during war in his lifetime. Jesse, I don't think we've done this, but I've, I've done the study of comparing Muhammad. Yeah, we have. We have done that. Muhammad to Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah we've done that. For example, yeah. when Muhammad took a nine-year-old girl, okay, and said, that's my, my wife now, and had relations with a nine-year-old girl, and you look at Jesus Christ, a celibate man all of his life, and we go through uh, miracles, Muhammad, zero, Jesus Christ, lots. You know, I'm just pointing it out because I, I think it's important that you look at the facts of the religion because it's something that you're going to have to live with, whichever one you accept. And I think that when you line the claimants up, Jesus Christ is so unique, no one has ever uh, pre-announced. Pre I mean, it goes on and on and on. So I, I'm not trying to poke fun at Islam. I'm just saying that the facts are the facts. It's a religion of conquering uh, lands. That's the way they promoted their uh, religion for the last 1,400 years. Terry, and it's also a very carnal religion. Yeah, that's right. It, yes. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas writes a whole section in mm -hmm. the Summa on the carnality that's of true. Islam. He, he says this, uh, on reasons for our faith against the Muslims, chapter three, he says, since the Muslims are mockers and carnal, yeah. they are incapable of grasping anything except what pertains to flesh and blood. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas says about Islam, he, Muhammad, seduced the people by promises of carnal pleasure yeah. to which the concupiscence of men of the flesh urges us his teaching also contained precepts that were in conformity with his promises that he gave free reign to carnal pleasure to men 72 virgins in the afterlife in all of this is as is not expected he was obeyed by carnal men yep. he said sign me up as for proofs of the truth of his doctrine saint thomas writes muhammad brought forward only such as could be grasped by the natural ability of anyone with a very modest wisdom. In other words, he's saying Islam, he's a, Thomas, St. Thomas is a, saying that Islam appeals to carnal men who do not have the Holy Spirit. St. Thomas says, indeed, the truths that Muhammad taught, he mingled with many fables mm -hmm. and with doctrines of the greatest falsity. What do you mean? He's saying he lied. He lied. St. Teresa of Avila, another doctor of the church in her interior castle, page 108, also says, God is offended 
on how little esteemed in this world and by considering how many souls are lost. Who are the souls lost? Heretics and Muslims. St. Teresa of Avila, Doctor of the Church. So, uh, and Terry, even St. Francis of Assisi, I know our Holy Father, Mario Bergoglio, called himself Pope Pope Francis after, after, uh, uh, St. Francis was very strong against Muslims, Terry. I know a lot of people try to paint him as a kind of a, you know, hippie, a medieval hippie. Um, No, this guy confronted, this guy confronted, he crossed enemy lines, uh, St. Francis of Assisi in a place called Damietta. And he was received by the Sultan of Egypt, whose name was Malek El Kamel. He was a brother of the late war, the General Saladin. And St. Francis challenged the Sultan's Muslim scholars <laughs> to a test of the true religion by entering a bonfire to see which of them God would protect. But uh, the, the Sultan refused to challenge. So St. So Francis proposed to enter the fire alone under the condition that if he left the fire unharmed, that the Sultan would accept Christ as the one true God. And, and the Sultan just basically kicked the can down the road. He didn't want to take the test. Nope. He goes, I'll step in fire. If nothing happens to me, you got to convert. That's what St. Francis told him. And the Sultan didn't want to accept his offer. That's the ecumenism of St. Francis of Assisi, Jess. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we're going to get an update on Mark Huck. And our good friend with uh, his situation, uh, we, we thank the world of him and his wife oh. and family. And we want you to be praying for their success. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin, most powerful radio. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Just a reminder, folks, we have the auction going on until 6.30 or 8.30 this evening, Pacific Coast time. So that's a fundraiser for Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Go to vmpr.org and click on the auction. Jesse, our good friend Mark. Hey, Terry, by the way, yeah, uh, my wife, she just put in an... She just put in a bid to have dinner with, dinner with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So so the Romero's just put in a bid. Did you hear that, folks? To have dinner with Terry Barber. It's funny. Every time I go uh, out, out to California, Terry always treats me. So I'm going to go and treat him. I'm going to take. He knows where I'm going to take him to. I I'm know. I love it. I love it. Golden Bowl in West Covina. Can't beat it. You can't that's beat it. We're gonna, that's where we're going to take Terry Barber. Jesse. So, so we put we auctioned. Thank we, you, we put Jesse. A, we put thank you, Anita. Looking forward to <laughs> doing that. Jesse, Mark Huck, you, you got a little clip. that We got actually a, a longer video we aren't going to put on the air, but people can get it by going to the show page. It really tells his story of just a tragedy in this sense that the government would come with, you know, 20-some FBI agents with long guns and wake him up and point guns at the kids, and the kids were scared out of their wits. And now he was exonerated from any kind of crime, and so now he's suing the government with the FBI. And, Jesse, tell us a little bit more about Mark Huck, because we both know him personally. Yeah. He's a man of integrity, is he not? Yeah, he, yeah he, he's, a, he's a pro-life warrior. He's been doing this for about 20 years. He prays in front of abortion clinics yep. where they kill he's black babies. It. Yeah. Okay? I mean, this guy, this guy just has a real love for everybody to stand in front of That's this. That's right. He lives about an hour and a half away from the abortion clinic that he, cause he lives out in the country, but he has a real love for again, 
are black brothers that he goes out and and prays in front of these abortion clinics Incredible. and tries to offer them uh, a, a, another another solution another way out yes um the the law enforcement the fbi terry they they ravaged his house Ugh. what they did to him makes me ashamed of being I, I, former law enforcement i shame on the fbi for doing what they've done yeah. every single one of those guys that went into his house and and just terrorize this catholic family you should all resign you're a disgrace to law enforcement you're a disgrace to you're a disgrace to, to what it means to be a man all of you guys you should take your badges and throw them in the deepest well because you guys are meaningless you guys are you guys have no you guys have no integrity and you guys disgust me and i would tell you to, to your, your face, face I every know you single would. one of you yep i know you would so terry uh, mark Hawk and his wife they won in court. Yeah, isn't that awesome? The jury came back, Terry. You don't see this. You don't see because I worked in the People court. were praying, you know, big time. Come on. Terry, it takes, you know, hours, days for yeah. a jury. The, the verdict came back in less than an hour. Yeah. Not guilty on all counts. And so Mark Houck, uh and his, his, his kids, he's got seven kids. They're, they're having nightmares. Yes. They're terrorized. They probably, when they see a cop on the street, they probably pee in their pants. Who knows what? It, it, the article explains the way all seven of these kids yeah. are extremely emotionally traumatized wounded, by what they've seen. They're wounded big time. And he also says that his wife has had a few miscarriages after this event. Wow. After. And so, Mark Houck, this man. What they put him through, Terry, yeah. he needs to be cons- compensated by the government. That's right. The government needs to know that you can't go around Push violating him. people's constitutional rights. That's so right. he's suing them. Good. Good for him. For, for, and I hope he gets every single set because he deserves it. Because, Terry, what they did to him, the FBI, was malicious and it was retaliatory prosecution. You know why they did that with this explosive force? They did it as a statement. They wanted to let all pro-life Catholics right. across fear. the country, you could be next. Yeah, they're trying to this is fear. what happens to pro-life yeah. Catholics. You could be next under the Brandon administration. Absolutely. I was just going to say this is on his watch. And again, I want everybody to pray for this man and his family because you know, this is going to be with them for a long time. The kids, when they have something like that, that's going to stick with them for, for a very, very long time. And again, we want to send a message back to the government that this is not communist China. You can't do these kinds of things without repercussions. And so I pray that Mark will be successful with his family to sue the government so they get the message never, ever to do that to any family in the future. Now, I'll just read the portion of the article on on why he's suing the government. I'm going to just read the effects to his children yeah. ever since this happened. Okay. So, Mrs. Houck, yeah. she's, she's shouldered most of the emotional distress yeah. caring for the seven children and their individual needs of course. as each of them process their own trauma from these events. Right. Because remember, the children are with mom more than they are with dad. Yep. Mark has to make a living. So the children continually come to her crying and suffering from nightmares. They, they've sl- the seven kids slept in bed with her and her husband for the first month after the arrest. Incredible. And they continue to ask to sleep in their parents' bed. Wow. The children Scared. are easily triggered whenever the situation is brought up or, an, or 
or unannounced guests arrive at the property and they hear the doorbell ring, they all get scared. I can see that. And, and, and she spends a significant amount of time counseling and comforting her kids. Wow. So Ryan Marie Hauk, she's seeking $3.25 million Good. in damages for herself and for her children. Yep. Mark Hauk is seeking $1.1 million for malicious prosecution for humiliating him Tying him for to six hours, handcuffing him to what did he say? Uh, some type of metal water heater or something yeah. like that. Uh, false arrest, retaliatory prosecution because he's a pro-lifer, abuse of the criminal justice process, and assault on him, Terry. Yep, that they was. assaulted him. Oh, of okay? course, they treated him like a a thug. They treated him like he was, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chapo Guzman. Yeah, there you go. You know, with 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 an army and 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 sure. and, and, and you know uh, a, a little army uh, uh, by himself and a, a whole cadre of weapons yep. and a billion dollars in the bank account, they treated him like he was some type of notorious drug lord. Yeah, very sad. So so here's here's the harm to the children. This breaks my heart. Thirteen year old Mark Jr., the oldest one, who used to go with his father to this abortion clinic and and the. Uh, Death scorts from Planned Parenthood would go up to this Mark Jr. and tell him your dad's an you know a four letter word, uh, and and this is why Mark ended up pushing one of the guys. Quit talking. He talk to me. He defended his my, son. Is that a don't sin? Don't talk to my thirteen. My it was exactly. twelve year old back. Don't talk to my twelve year old son. Yep. Getting right in his face and saying yep. your dad is an uh, an FFF. You don't say that. Get away from him. So this boy, Mark Jr., he's shouldered the emotional burdens of his mother, his younger siblings, because he's like the big boy of the house Mm -hmm. during his father's arrest and prosecution. So he suffers from immense anxiety compounded by continual sleep deprivation and nightmares from the stress. Uh, The 11-year-old, Ave Maria, has taken on an, an immense amount of stress. As she cares for her younger siblings, wow. she's like the you know little mama sure. for the rest of the kids. Sure. In the aftermath of her father's arrest and prosecution, and uh, she's also having sleep sleep deprivation, nightmares, Incredible. and forcing her to take sleep medication in order to rest. Once upon a time, this eleven year old girl was a you know was a happy gold eleven year old. Yes. Yeah. Now she's she's dealing with a great deal of sadness and oh. trauma from these events. The ten year old Catherine has experienced a severe loss of joy and deep sadness at her young age, suffering from severe anxiety and worry and carrying deep-seated fears that she will lose her father. She also suffers from severe sleep deprivation and nightmares. Nine-year-old Therese is the most deeply traumatized of the children as the memory of the SWAT personnel staring her down at the back door continues to haunt haunt her to this day. Like her siblings, she struggles to sleep with severe anxiety. Seven-year-old Josh who was six years old at the time of the arrest, sobbed as he watched the FBI take away his father at gunpoint, yelling, please don't take him, he's my best friend. Wow. According to the complaint, Joshua becomes emotional if anyone mentions that day and is constantly worried about losing his father and his mother and suffers from sleep deprivation like his siblings. Four-year-old Augustine cannot express in words the amount of worry and trauma he suffered, though he will often shout and cry for his parents, According to Mrs. Hawks, uh, he started sleepwalking from the stress, the four-year-old, and the lawsuit describes him as deeply impacted and traumatized by the raid and subsequent prosecution. Two-year-old Imelda, the youngest Hawk, carries deep-seated trauma, and she similarly suffers from anxiety and poor sleep. 
yeah, wow. I hope, Terry, they get every red cent. I'm with you, yes. I'm with you. Mary Danielle's got the Bible with the Barbers coming up next. Mary, what's your topic for, to, for the show? My topic for yes. today's show yep. is work out your salvation in fear and trembling. That's very biblical. Mm, That's a it. nice biblical worldview. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Mary. And people can do that if they can't get it on their station they're listening to. Go to vmpr.org, download the app. You can hear all of the different shows we put on. Mary Danielle, I'm going to ask you a question that I asked Jesse. We're at the end of our show. What state should we be living in? In the state of grace. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> that is the same catechism. Same, we, we, yeah, that's right. We eat, for, we, we eat for the same trough by the catechism of the Catholic Church. Also, Mary Danielle, I want to remind, remind everybody, you're going to be here too tonight. If anybody's locally, come join us with the rosary at 630 tonight here at the Sacred Heart Chapel. We have our auction going on. Uh, we've got a video that we're going to be giving people a teaser. It's um, it's the spiritual warfare documentary that we produced over the summer, and nobody's seen it. So you're going to be the first one to see it, folks, if you can come. And go to vmpr.org to take a look at the uh, auction. And all this, I think there's 35 different items we're auctioning off. And I want to thank everybody for supporting us here at Virgin most powerful radio. And just if you tuned in late, there's some big uh, gifts. You want to have dinner with, uh, are you ready? Father Chad Ripperger, Jesse Romero, uh, Kyle Clement, and Dr. Dan Snyder. Well, you can do that. Go to our website under vmpr.org and click on where it says auction. And I think that is being pushed up pretty heavy. You can have other dinners with other people, there's books, there's sacred objects that are just really beautiful we've shown. But everything is on the website, and you can see all of the above. I better not let my wife know. Anita wants to say something real quick. Oh, go ahead, Anita. I want to say hello to all our listeners (laughs) on TJ's show. But I also want to, most importantly, invite you to join the auction. Amen. Guess what? I joined it, and guess what I... I, what, what my bid was? I don't know. To have dinner with guess who? Terry Barber. Oh, that's hilarious. So me and Jesse have a bid in for Terry Barber. <laughs> Let's see if you all can beat that bid. There you go. <laughs> all right, Nina. Family. Thank all you. Right. God bless you. Yeah, we are a big family here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Jesse, when we think about staying in the state of grace, give me real quick. What do we need to do? Pray rosary yep. every day. Go to mass as often as possible. Yep. Read your Bible every day. The daily mass readings. On Fridays, remember penance, penance, fasting, and also remember, hey, confession at least once a month. Hey, but if you're possessed, Father Ripperger says every week. I believe it. And don't forget Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Please offer all your sacrifices in union with the sacrifice of the Mass to help redeem the world. Up next, Bible with the Barber here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. May God richly bless you and